Hey there, authentic leaders. We have some really exciting news for all of you today. In this podcast, we've been exploring living and leading with greater authenticity, a life aligned with what we truly care about. And David and I have found that living authentically leads to increased credibility in our leadership, along with vitality, freedom, meaning, and ultimately driving purpose in our lives. Now, the conversations on these podcasts really are an extension of our authentic leadership retreat, The Other Everest. This is a world-class event where we invite leaders at all levels of organizations and in all walks of life. They come and join us in remote locations where we turn off our devices, where we disconnect and really connect to our hearts and who we truly and authentically want to be as leaders. Now, we're aware that not everyone has the ability to up and go to a leadership retreat, and obviously for so many reasons. And for whatever reason that may be for you, we feel strongly that you should still be able to be a part of this authentic leadership journey. So the really exciting news we have is that the other Everest world-class retreat will now be a world-class online program for you, the authentic leader. This will be a life-changing, transformative online experience. You will be able to do this from anywhere in the world and completely at your own pace. It's a space where you can deepen your commitment to being a leader through increased self-awareness, a stronger and clearer purpose and presence, and where you can join a community of authentic, like-minded leaders who have all embarked on a journey together. That journey is to the other Everest. So stay tuned to the podcast or visit www.davidirvin.com for more information. We look so forward to going on this journey with each and every one of you. And now for your regularly scheduled podcast. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. Our intent in this podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives, and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference, making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. 
She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Hi, everyone. Hi, David. Hi, Allie. <laughs> nice to see you. Always. And hear you. <laughs> Always great. Always Back. great. Back for another week of uh, the Other Everest podcast, redefining authenticity. And this is our journey down the road less traveled. I feel like the road somehow I thought when we started this, Steve, that the road would become more traveled <laughs> as we headed down. But that hasn't quite happened. I feel like we're always on this journey into a new uh, area or topic. And um, I find it's always really relevant, which uh, is super cool. I've been really enjoying that. So today, I wanted to talk a little bit about embracing change and uh, maybe a little bit about the seasons or stages uh, we go through <laughs> when we experience change because we've, you know, I mean, the entire world has experienced a lot of change right now. And you and I have both experienced a lot of change. And I actually think we're probably collectively the two of us experiencing a lot of change right now as well. And I was looking at this chapter in your book uh, last night because I, I knew we wanted to talk about this today. And there's a little quote at the start that you've added. And I'd like to just read it to kick the podcast off today because I think it's beautiful. And it's what it says is in times of change, learners inherit the earth while the learner, while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. Left me thinking. <laughs> I mean, I am a learner, so thank goodness. <laughs> but there's been times where I've been the learned and been left behind. And anyhow, I think uh, the whole process of embracing change is actually, it's a little scary, it's a little uncertain, but it's also kind of magical and fun when you can lean into it. So anyhow, I thought we would dive in there today. So I thought maybe we could start with your thoughts around, uh, you know, Eric Hoffer's quote or uh, just embracing change in general. Well, thank you. It's a great kickoff as always, Allie. And yes, this is a time to learn. Um, the, the difficulty is that we get, we go through stages to get there. So there's a key principle that I probably talked about in here before, and that is you don't give a motivational speech at a funeral. Hmm. So, you know, when you go through a loss, you lose somebody important in your life, there's grieving. Yeah. And for someone to come up in the middle of the grieving and say, this is a great opportunity to learn and you better learn from this or you're going to get left behind. Well, you know, they're probably right, but the timing sucks. Yeah. So you have to go through stages to be ready for the learning. I can tell you, I am just ripe with learning. And you and I have been learning this last six to eight weeks. Our, it's been a huge learning curve for us. But I wasn't there the first two months in this lockdown. I just needed to connect with myself, to go for long walks, to be still, to get support. I, there was an emotional reaction that I was going through. And my tendency was just to get very frenetic and start to really speed up as we, what happens when we get lost, right? Yeah. 
but I needed to go through some emotional seasons before I could be open to emerging into this learning journey that you and I are embracing right now. And I have to tell you, sometimes I revert back to the old seasons. Mm -hmm. I go back and forth between becoming overwhelmed with it all and feeling an enormous amount of fear and loss and uh, anger. Uh, and then, but, but I don't hang out in that season so much anymore. We're really moving forward, but we're going through a transition and maybe we could, we could uh, take some time today to understand that transition process. Any, what, what are your thoughts about that? I think that, yeah, transition is, is the word (laughs) right now for me, 100%. I think, um, as you're talking there, I was wondering if we should maybe describe the seasons though, for our listeners, like, should we is that a, a good way? Yeah, to- that's a, that's <laughs> probably a really good idea. Yeah, because um, I think your description is beautiful of it, I want to say. So um, this has been, you know, done a few different ways. And I think the way you describe it is beautiful. So I think if you could describe it for the listeners, that would help too. To yeah, start. just before I go there, let me, let me just talk about the difference between change versus transition versus okay. transformation. And then we'll tie in the four seasons, which are very important. Sure. Uh, so... I've been teaching this for years, and I think it it applies now, but one of the analogies that I use around change versus transition versus transformation is the analogy of moving. I think we've all moved at some point in our life. And and when you move, uh, if, if you were, for example, to move across this country, you can move anywhere you want in this country in less than a week. I mean, you call your real estate agent, you call your mover, and you call your spouse, hopefully not in that order, but you call three people, right? And you can say, we can move really quickly here. Yeah. Well, you can move from here, from, you know, you're in Edmonton, I'm in Calgary. We could move to Halifax in a week. Now, that's the change. The change happens very quickly, but the transition happens a lot more slowly. The transition, the change happens outside of a person. The transition happens inside. We've seen this in this lockdown the last four months. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. how quickly that we went into a lockdown. It was like within day, a few days. Yeah. And you're, you know, how often, how, how long did it take for your restaurant to close? And hours. It was hours. So the change happened. It's like a hurricane that comes through town. Yeah. The change happens really instantaneously almost. When my dad died, he died of an aneurysm. He was gone in less than a second. That's how quick the change is. My whole life got turned upside down at that time. However, the transition is the reorientation that people come through, go through when they come to terms with change. And that, we, that is what we're talking about here. And that's what, when we talk about these four seasons, that's the seasons of the transition that we go through. It's not just a magic, you know, you just get through. You have to really honor those seasons to keep authentic. And then transformation is what happens when we honor those seasons and get through to the other side, when we really embrace it and really work through. And it could take days. It can take months. It can take, frankly, years. But if you do it authentically, you will transform where you move into a whole new uh, vision of, and, ver- and picture of the world, a whole new experience of the world, as we are doing with this business that we're building together. We're yeah, going through a transition. We're going to we are going to you know, combine both of our gifts and our passions and our vision. And we're going to create a shared, a shared company here Mm -hmm. for building this forward. But I'll tell you, it feels like right now we're running a marathon and we're, 
we're, we're um, doing heart surgery, open heart surgery at the same time that we're running this bloody marathon. So it, you know, we're, we're juggling a lot of balls. So it, that's the first step is that we need to honor that this is a transition. Yeah. Is there any, any thoughts you have about that, the difference between change and transition and transformation? I'm just laughing as you say that because I kept saying on as we were, so we had a planning day on Saturday and I kept saying, it's just, it's just grind. <laughs> just it the grind phase right now. It'll all come around, right? But, um, but that is part of the process. So um, as we get into these seasons, you'll see, and we'll be able to relate that across, but um, everything is relative and one season prepares you for the next. And like, like you're saying, you can bounce in and out of them and, and that's going to happen. But uh, knowing where you're at helps you get ready for the next stage. And that's yeah. what I want to spend a little time on right now is the are these seasons that you go through in the midst of transition. And I think what's important, Ali, is to recognize um, these are these are not linear seasons. Uh, we live in Canada, for heaven's sakes. And so you understand that seasons are not delineated by dates that we don't move into one season from another in some kind of linear fashion. I mean, it can snow here in July and we can be out running in shorts in January. So yeah. um, there, these seasons intersect with each other. It's not linear. You can go through months of these seasons or you can go through them in minutes. You can go through these seasons. Uh, you know, you can go through all the seasons that I'm going to talk about here in a day and you can, you know, and it can take you years to get through these seasons. So the first season is, and it's just a matter of staying connected with yourself. This is what we mean by authenticity, to stay connected with yourself so that you know what season you're in and honor that season. So first of all, there's a survival season, which is about just dealing with the emotions. We, I certainly went through the survival season after this lockdown for probably two months. And you go through loss you go through anger, you go through fear. It's a highly charged emotional season. Some people get really excited during that season. But I, I say if you go to excitement too quickly, you're probably not in really survival mode. It's really when you get thrown into chaos and yeah. you're uncertain and you, you're scared and you just have to deal with the emotion of that. Now, if you stay there too long, you move into the next season, which is the season of, of depletion, where you can get overly anxious and you can get depressed and you can get exhausted and you can get depleted where you just run out of resources because all of your energy is spent in the emotional in the survival side and it's it's a it's a really important balance between honoring the survival side but not getting drawn into it and i think it's really important during the survival time during their survival season to really have concrete strategies to go through it. Otherwise, you'll just defend yourself against it. And sitting and watching CNN or news, you know, watching the media or getting caught up in the drama is actually not being in the season. It's actually deflecting yourself from the season. Uh, being in the season means that you stop and you actually feel your fear, that you talk about it, that you name it, that you actually feel it and that you share it with another person so that you know you're not going through this alone and that you actually accept and appreciate and embrace that season rather than running away from it by frenetic, being frenetic and busy and distracted, which is again, what I would call the, more, the road more traveled, to actually sit and experience it. The season won't last long if you actually just embrace it 
and not be, don't be afraid of it. And, and don't, it's not your enemy. It's actually a very fruitful time. Think of what's emerged out of our lives by honoring that season with what we've been through. And then you get to the depleted season where you just get exhausted, but then you emerge to the next season, which is creative. This is the creative season. This is the third season where you get creative and you start to get renewed and you start to have a vision and you start to say, you know what, we can actually make something out of this. And then the, the productive season, which is the final season, which is uh, that's where you really execute and you're moving forward and you're rebuilding and you're putting your energies really forward. And so it's an integration of these four seasons. And then as soon as you get into the productive season, you're going to get thrown back into survival. So <laughs> it's, it, it, I think we, we need to just honor these seasons and recognize it, but it is important to have a vision that we don't, so we don't get stuck in any particular season. And what I, what I tell people, and, I'll, and then I'll, uh, I'm rambling on here, but I want to hear your thoughts on this. But I, I want to really say, if you don't honor, if you go too quickly, my experience with dealing with business people, particularly people in sales, or pe- people who are particularly motivated, who really want to get to the production season, hey, we got we to gotta motivate our team. Uh, leaders in organizations can be guilty of this. If you don't honor the season below it, if you don't honor the below the line, these darker seasons, then your, your, your motivation, your inspiration will actually be seen as fraudulent. It'll be, that's maybe a little strong, but it'll be seen as superficial and people won't embrace you and trust you because it won't be real. And you make it real. doesn't mean that you have to, that you have to spew all of your fear to your team, but you got to, my experience is to get through this authentically. You need to have somebody in your life that you're sharing your fears and your losses with so that inadvertently it becomes real then when you move toward leadership and moving your teams out of these bottom corner, out of these bottom below the line, what I call below the line seasons and moving them up into the upper seasons. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, so as I listen to you talk, I think there's an interesting, you know, you're starting to touch on leadership, but there's an interesting correlation as a leader to really understanding what these seasons are a in yourself and then be in the people you lead because um it's very hard to respond from a place of you know total thriving to somebody who's completely depleted they're going to really struggle with that and as leaders it's, it's not kind of it is our responsibility to understand what our people need and how we can be there for them but we can only do that if we honor our own seasons, (laughs) I think that's the only way we'll get there. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's been a long, I feel like that's been a long journey for me. COVID just like totally re-highlighted all of this. Right. And it was just like, you know, I almost like envision it like the wheel of fortune, like you just spin it. (laughs) It's like, okay, what am I going to wake up as today? Right. (laughs) So it was pretty crazy. Um, and so I, I, I know you um, kind of, when you present this, you present it in kind of a quadrant and I've never said this to you before, but I always envision myself as the center of that quadrant and I am that human in there. And then I see myself kind of expanding out into all of these seasons and that's how I'm able to identify and it's a way I've been able to connect with it because I often think um, if you're trying to compartmentalize life isn't compartmentalized. Like you're saying you bounce in from one season to the other and like, like a heartbeat, right? In the snap of a fingers, something could happen in your life 
even that's small, right? Somebody could totally like tick you off and you're driving down the street and you're all of a sudden in a totally negative frame of mind and it might spend the, send the rest of your day in a spiral, right? So I think, um, yeah, understanding that is, is just so, it's been really crucial for me and it's really uh, brought me to a place where I could lead through all of this change because there was a lot of people I felt I wanted to and I needed to be there for during this. Um, but if I wasn't able to connect with where they were, it would have been really, really hard. And there were sometimes I just had to ask, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's had to be like, how are you feeling today? And get, get a grasp on that. But uh, when I did, our interaction was so much more impactful and meaningful and we were able to move into more positive space together you know well i want to ask you um ali because you have seen particularly in the hospitality industry you have seen your teams go through massive seasons here right and and you and i think it is a, a responsibility as a leader to be slightly ahead of our teams so that we can really inspire them to move out of that uh, we don't want to all be in the survival mode together uh, because that's it can it can bring it it can bring us all down. But we have to recognize that we're going to have different team members in different seasons on different days, and we never know what we're going to wake up to. Yeah. We never know what each individual what we're going to wake up to, much less all of that. You know, you multiply that by the number of people on our teams. So I'm just curious what you have found. First of all, you've stayed connected with yourself, I know, through this, because you can't really connect with your team unless you're connected with yourself. What's been your experience in getting, in moving your organization through these seasons and being responsive to your general managers as they've gone through these seasons mm -hmm. uh, in leading their own, their own stores? Yeah. And so you were talking about that staying a little bit ahead. And so that has been part of it. Um, and so to that note, <laughs> I will say at times I felt totally alone because there would be like a group of people that were still in chaos, <laughs> but I was starting to emerge. And when I was emerging and other people were still in chaos, I felt a lot of guilt and I had like very uh, contradictory feelings start to come up and wondering about my contribution if it was enough because they were still somewhere that I didn't feel like I didn't want them to be for long but I, I knew they had to get through that on their own but I wanted to help them get through, right so all of these things start happening so that being a little bit ahead I think is important but it's hard and um I was having this conversation I can't remember right now but anyway I said yesterday maybe leadership is lonely sometimes like it's a beautiful amazing adventure and i love it but sometimes you're standing alone right and um you have to kind of figure out how to be the light and and help people through things and sometimes there's not always a hand there for you so that's why you need to be really connected to who you are and then have your peer support kind of outside of that circle around you in those times right so i mean there's there's that and then as far as like um, with the GMs and their teams, I honestly don't know if I was able to articulate what was happening with them soon enough because I was really learning like the depths <laughs> of how hard this change was. Um, so I have since been able to really try to like share some 
idea and thought, maybe thought leadership around it with them. And I think it really has helped. But, um, you know, it's where I get hard on myself as a leader, but I, I wonder if I could have been more ahead of the curve on that for them too. So um, there's a lot of things I'm really proud of <laughs> that happened through COVID. And then there's a lot of things where I question uh, if I could have been better. And I think that that's all part of the process, if that makes sense. Looking it's back totally all part of the process and it's yeah. totally self-doubt is part of the process. Yeah. And, and, you know, this sense of insecurity, am I doing it right? And the fact that you're aware of all that is actually a sign of great leadership. I do want to ask you, what did you mean when you said in this context that leadership was lonely? Can you expand a little bit on that? Yeah, for sure. I think that sometimes, and it's not very often that it happens, but there are times that, at least for my personal experience, I have found as a leader that I have been in certain ways just disconnected from my team and the people that I'm leading and we're miscommunicating somehow and I feel like I'm trying to fix that situation or... Uh, work through whatever's happening, but they're not, we're not able to meet. <laughs> and sometimes that takes time and that's where it gets lonely for me. That's where I feel like I'm standing alone and I know I'm doing something right. <laughs> and maybe they're facing change and they're struggling with it or whatever it is. Um, or I'm making a mistake. <laughs> I could be doing that too. Um, but there's, uh, it's, it, I almost would point it back to what you're talking about. It's like some, sense of the transition between chaos and like a new normal and there can be a disconnect at times am i articulating that yeah at 100 percent. and okay. you're also articulating how messy this is really messy. That, that i do not want to <laughs> portray here to our listeners that if you just do this right it'll be nice and neat yeah. and tidy yeah. and that there's a formula for getting through it i think the number one message that we want to convey is is that we is that uh, we, it's messy. Yeah. And, and what we want to do is to emerge uh, to take our mess and bring a message uh, to the world. I, I find it really interesting. Uh, as I look at the evolution of our podcast over the last couple of months, well, we've been doing this since this lockdown. Mm -hmm. And I thought for the first few months, we were just like, this was just our own therapy session, <laughs> you know, and, and you would share and I would share, and this is what I'm going yeah. through. And it really, and it really, to me, I hope that it had some value for, for our listeners because I think it was really for us that we did that. But now I'm emerging into now we're able, I'm feeling like just naturally out of that mess is emerging a message, mm -hmm. is emerging a, um, I'm, it's a little easier to be instructive right now. Mm -hmm. And in the leadership work, it's a little easier when we get through this to really actually lead. But I think oftentimes to get through that mess as leaders, if we can just imperfectly be there as best we can with our teams, with ourselves, um, this is as best we can do. It is not a high productivity time in that, in that mm -hmm. depletion, in that survival stage. Uh, but if we embrace it and care, and this is what I know about you, Allie, is that your team, because I've coached some of your team members, and I know that they know that you care. And it isn't about, well, Allie's done this perfectly through this, but Allie cares. And I have no question 
that she has my back and that's what has built loyalty in your company is that no matter what they know that you are there for them as very best you can imperfectly and i i think if i think we just have to get to me get really honest with ourselves do you really care through this and get honest yeah. with yourself about that yeah i think when i started leading like in my really early you know i feel like i'm a kid walking around in diapers leading <laughs> but in my early years i strived for some level of perfection and it did not serve me <laughs> and i had to get really humble and i had to get down on my knees a bunch of times and be like i'm sorry like that was not appropriate or that was not how i wanted that to turn out or how i saw it turning out and i had to be really real with people and then i realized when i did that that the depth of uh connection and relationship that i could have with them was incredible so i bounced in and out of this kind of perfection for a while and i'll still do it like you'll probably still catch me and slap me on the wrist <laughs> but um i like i catch myself now and i'm like okay wait a minute and a lot of times i'll have already uh, taken action in some way so i'll have to circle back and while it's really hard to circle back i'm also like this is the moment <laughs> This is the moment where I'm real and I say, hey, this is me. I messed up and I don't think I should have said that to you. And that was my own agenda or whatever it was. I hope I'm not being too hard on you. And that means so much to people. So having well, that awareness is huge. And it's probably a good time to wind this down. But honestly, uh, you, you know my philosophy around this, around self-acceptance and self-compassion. And that every defect is just an, an asset that's gone awry, that's gone too far. And so I would suggest that your perfectionism is in fact a quality that brings a high standard to your organization. And when it becomes, uh, it becomes destructive is when it goes too far and then you, and you can't allow the humanness to come in. So, but the first step in, a, in, all, in all of our uh, qualities is to appreciate the strength that they bring first of all. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good conversation today. That was a I great hope, conversation. I hope the um, idea of the seasons resonates with people. And I should also say, if, if you're listening and you're not quite clear, reach out to us because we'd love to. Yeah, we're always open to diving deeper into any of this with you, too. So if you need some more clarification, if you're going through a season, there's always that possibility for you as well. And let us know if you're interested. We're in the middle of designing this online program that's going to be available in September. Uh, we do coaching around this. We offer, uh, both of us offer our services around delving into this material with yourself, with your teams in more detail. So feel free to reach out to us for any reason. Awesome. Have a great week. Thanks, Allie. looking forward to it. <laughs> See ya. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it, or subscribe, or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, 
but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us until we meet again.